Hello, welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. I hope you're all doing so, so well. Happy Tuesday, happy Mungle Day, happy Mars Day. So I wanted to jump on here because I wanted to talk. I've, I've had some pretty powerful revelations in the last 48 to 72 hours, and I think it can all come down to... what I've been wanting and what I've been doing and what has been there the whole time. I'm a big proponent. I talk about it all the, all the time on this podcast about knowing or trusting that you already know, trusting that you have all the tools that you could ever need, trusting that all of the answers to all of your questions are within. That is something I, I believe every single day. That is, that is a philosophy I have subscribed to in a toxic way because of my hyper-independence and now in a more free, liberating, powerful way. Um, still learning to detangle my hyper-independence and toxicity and sort of walk into a more balanced way of living. And I'll talk about that. But... Everything is within within you. And then the more you start to scrape beyond the surface of the answers that you actually hold, the magic that you actually hold, the treasure that is within you that you have been looking for the whole time, that validation, that success, that money, that love, that fame, that adoration, that, you know, uh, freedom, independence, whatever it is that you've been looking for, that intelligence, that whatever it is, it's the keys to all of that are within you. You have that already when you come into this world. You have this big challa, like this big bunch, that's what we call it kind of in Punjabi, of keys. Each key opens the door to every single fucking thing that you could ever want. So like I said, if fame is your thing, you got a key for that. If love is your thing, you have a key for that. If being a multimillionaire is your thing, you have a key for that. We all have the keys to everything. Slowly, slowly, we start to lose them. They start to fade away. The locks change. The doors change. They disappear. They morph. We change. We morph. We digress. We descend we ascend it it changes right and if if you're lucky enough to be in the world where you finally understand that the key is right within you all of that starts to reverse itself the process in terms of the way that you have abandoned yourself starts to reverse that is the cool thing about self-realization when you get to that peak of that pyramid and if we're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that is the cool thing because you start to sort of heal the damage, the, the, the things that you thought were irreversible and um, you'll never get them back or whatever, they start to come into your life again. You start to realize that they were there the whole time. It just required focus, patience, kindness, love, concentration, and the ability to know that you have it. And that realization, when you make that self-realization, it all starts to make sense, right? So in my mind, not everybody gets there. 
in my mind, there's a lot of people that we think are already there that are not. And then in my mind, there are people that are not there, but they kind of, that we think are not there at the top, at the top, but can teach us a lot about how to, to get to where they are because they're further along than we think. So that's, again, that's sort of in a nutshell, what is the philosophy that I subscribe to? In the past few days, I've been unlocking my inner masculine and inner feminine. And I realized that every time, I know this might sound crazy, but every time I start to really want love, like a partner, a husband, a boyfriend, a companion outside of me, I start to really visualize and speak into existence what that, obviously the qualities that I want, but also again, stay with me, the stories that we tell each other as if I already have the person in my life. So what I would say to him, how I would treat him, how he would treat me, the trips that we would go on, the expansion that we would experience together, the 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 magic that we would make together, all of that stuff I start to speak about, like truly. And if you know me and if you followed my podcast, um, the way that I learn best, the way that I manifest best, the way that things come clearly in my life into fruition and understand the way that I understand them is through sound, is through audio, is through that verbal communication. And so, you know, I, I start to sort of create dialogue. I start to create this. There's this the best visual I can kind of give you is in the cartoon Cinderella where the fairy godmother turns Cinderella's ragged scrap dress into, you know, a gown so she can go, a gown so she can go to the ball. That sort of visualizing, speaking, and then actually happening, that process is the way that I start that's the way that I manifest. That's the way that I start to dream, right? It starts to really happen for, not happen external. It hasn't happened yet in the external. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. But that audio and that visual is, is the combo that I use when I think about love, when I think about my partner. And it starts to like transform, right? It's I start to see it, you know? And then, and I'm gonna be really I'm gonna be real with you. I think the way that it the the thing that keeps it from actually manifesting externally is is a couple of things. First, I don't hold the pose, right? I I have like moments of love and magic and manifestation and I see it happening but I don't hold the pose and that's I can't concentrate that I can't sustain that and that's a lot to do with the neurodivergence that I experience on a daily basis I'm starting to work with it as a superpower and maybe I'll do another episode on that and how I use my neurodivergence to powerfully manifest things or how I think I would do it because I haven't really manifested a partner yet 
so that's a, a, one of the factors. I don't hold the pose that so it doesn't really externalize. And also the the clinging versus clarity, right? I start to cling to the image. I start to cling to the stories that I tell myself and they become instead of this magical, poignant, clear representation of this audio visual masterpiece it starts to become the crazy ramblings of a desperate single girl that just wants somebody to save her and or that just wants it so bad so she can just stop fighting the world and that breaks it that's what breaks it and and then you know i start to spiral i start to say okay why am i why do i feel so neglected why am i forsaken all of that stuff and then it's it's a it's a fucking cycle so lately i've been trying to wrangle my my masculine and my feminine to sort of fill in those gaps and to really hold the pulse to really use the power of concentration and sustainability to manifest what I want, but not really, but to manifest what I want. Yes. But to hold the pose in the journey and whatever, wherever that journey leads me and that outcome is of course going to be what I want because I've sustained this incredible masculine feminine balance, this incredible audio visual masterclass and so the outcome is of course going to be exactly what I've I've always wanted and so for me to walk away from that outcome and I've said it so many times and to stop clinging to the outcome but to enjoy the process and to be grateful and to accept the magic that I am and to understand that the world is running on divine timing and the universe runs on divine timing. And to feel full and to feel that when I am manifesting and I'm in and class is in session when it comes to manifestation for me and all of those factors are singing in this beautiful orchestra, the fun, the joy, the happiness, the gratitude, and quite frankly, the goosebumps, because I have them right now, is the outcome. That's the point. Everything else is the external manifestation of that journey. And of course, that's going to happen because so within, so without. And so this, these realizations that I've been having, so that's kind of one part of this realization. Another thing is that when I like do the audio visual thing with my masculine and I'm having dialogue and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of imagining and daydreaming about how, what I would say to my perfect partner or what he would say to me, all of that stuff. It's just my feminine talking to my masculine. It's just, it's just my feminine state being able to make room and give to my masculine and my masculine being able to accept 
the chaos and create structure for it, for my feminine. And it's all happening within me. And for me, up until very recently, I've had to, I've always thought that it was something outside of me, that it wasn't like um, the masculine that I was really wanting was always somebody, you know, out there. But it's really somebody inside of me that is begging to be used, that is begging to be nourished, not used, but utilized and nourished and activated right? We all have that inner masculine feminine in us. I hope you're still with me because it's still very conceptual. It's still very abstract, but it's something that I've been, I've, I've really come to terms with in terms of how it all happens within me first, and then it will happen so without, right? And that allows me to hold that pose easier because I know that it's all happening within me. And it's something that I need to work on within me, not even work on, but just sort of get used to having my masculine be activated and healthy and nourished and um, joyous and accepting of the feminine chaos that is also within me and have that be part of this really cool journey that I am on to you know, strengthen me as a whole. And in the past two days, I've really had to activate my masculine. I've had to go to bat with my masculine for my masculine via my masculine for the people in my life. I've had to have incredible strength and sustainability and consistency. And this, this, I've had to hold the poles for a lot of the feminine energy within me and outside of me. And it all came down to, you know, the the strength and my conviction, the honesty and the loyalty that I give to myself and therefore I can give to other people and the patience and the kindness that I show myself for not doing everything perfectly, but having the intention and being mindful enough to carry certain things out for the betterment of the kingdom. And that is a very much masculine thing to do. It's this seamless sort of strategic, tactical way of winning this incredibly complicated, nuanced, and entangled war. And I know that sounds like really cryptic, but, you know, Gemini, uh, Mars and Gemini is, is really... Um, it, it's happening in my fourth house and I am Mars ruled. So I have a lot of, I am innately masculine and up until very recently, it hasn't been activated in the right way. Cause every time I am faced with my own masculinity in the past, it's been, that is my only state. I wasn't allowed to give the feminine chaos space. And then that takes me to my next point. So that whole, you know, wrangling of the masculine feminine. So the masculine is activated, it's healthy, it's nourished, it has a purpose, it's it's driving. And then there's this feminine that wants to play, that wants to enjoy, that wants to energetically vibrate, that wants to spread her wings, that wants to um, uh indulge and be enamored by art and love and you know all of that and and that's what I felt today 
in the past two days, I was feeling very masculine. I was feeling very enriched and very driven and ambitious and strong and all of that. And today it was a, it was a feminine day. It was a very much, I was able to play in the structure that I built for myself in the past two days that my masculine sort of built very sturdy. And so when something is sturdy, whatever is contained in it feels free to be that. And that is what I feel is the feminine chaos. So I indulged in fashion and art and color and texture and food and tea and taking it slowly. I went outside after two days and channeled this this physical energy that my masculine had sort of built up for me. And I, on my walk, I saw like a monarch butterfly and it just sort of like came out of the grass and, 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 and flew into my face as if like, Hey, it's me. It's me, you know, just getting my attention. And if I wasn't on that walk, if I didn't walk slow enough, if I wasn't, my eyes weren't in the right place, I would have missed it because it sort of came into my face for a little a second, almost, you know, that if, the ephemeral quality that butterflies have and then it went into the grass and I saw it there and it it looked really still and then it sort of stayed there and held that pose right and then you know I obviously took a video of it and stuff and it was chaotic and then it held that pose and that was a perfect example of my masculine and feminine being completely aligned Um, There's a card in the tarot called the lovers and a lot of my readings when I do them when that card comes out Everybody gets really happy. Oh my god. I'm gonna meet my soulmate. Oh my god For me that that card is a perfect representation of the feminine and masculine within completely aligned That card depicts an angel standing above the masculine and the feminine The feminine is looking up at the angel and then the masculine is looking at the feminine and that is the perfect encapsulation of what alignment means within and so for me that is the beginning of this like manifestation sandstorm right and then I can speak it into existence I can visualize and maybe I can finally hold the pose maybe I can finally be aligned with what I truly want and admit it to myself and accept it and understand it and be kind and be really really um grateful and joyous and enjoy the process and understand that the outcome is not up to me the timing is not up to me and whatever comes my way is only going to be the best in my best interest and then when I was walking it started raining a little bit too and it was just like this amalgamation of all of nature's elements kind of welcoming me back like hey thank you welcome we're always here And I know it sounds like maybe to people listening, probably not to people listening, but I know there's this, you know, side of me, I'm not going to project it onto anybody that's listening, but there's a side of me that says, oh God, like you're reading too much into it. You're so overdramatic, like what the fuck? And I have to tell my, my, my inner self, whatever that portion is just like cringing is like, it's okay that you think that way. It's okay. It's, it's this unhealed, restless Beichan energy. Beichan is this Hindi word for restlessness. Energy that just wants to... That doesn't believe that she deserves all of the magic and doesn't believe that she is magic. So she has to sort of 
kill whatever that's there, whatever there, uh, there is with skepticism and pessimism and a complete disregard for herself. And that's a really big part of self-loathing. I don't know if you hear like the baby crying in the background or the kid crying in the background, but I think it's beautiful. It's, it hurts me a little bit, but it's, it's this unbridled expression of emotion that you only get when you're that age. And then you can't do that anymore, apparently, as an adult. <laughs> Unless you have a pillow and, like, all of your windows are fucking closed. But, so, you know, that part of me I have to kind of go to and say, hey, I hear you, I know what you're saying, I get it. But you really have to know that what you're saying is coming from a very unhealed place. You are unhealed, and I get it. I accept you the way that you are, but it's time for you to integrate. It's time for you to admit the magic that is here for you and that was always here for you the whole time and that with your pessimism and skepticism and just stomping out all of that magic because you don't understand it because you're not worthy of it because you were conditioned to think that it didn't exist I can't have that behavior anymore it can't be a part of this process anymore and either you integrate and that's it. That's the only option that you have. But you cannot be so pessimistic and skeptical and hard on yourself this way because it's actually hurting our chances of getting everything that we always wanted. The safety, the security that you require, that unhealed space, all of that is never going to come to fruition if we don't integrate ourselves. We don't integrate the unhealed parts of ourselves with the healed parts. If we don't un- integrate the masculine part with the feminine part. And so it's been really difficult. I didn't sleep the entire night. I was, I was up all night just sort of trying to put this together. Like what's happening? And then it finally hit me like all of this stuff. Like I was going through a lot. I was really stressed out. I was really anxious. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I had a partner to tell this to and to run ideas by. And then I started to visualize and then I started to get the audio component. Like what would I tell this partner if, you know, if I could, and then it hit me like, that's me. I'm walking myself through this i'm healing my masculine by activating it and and allowing it to integrate and be a healthy part of who i am i'm giving it space i'm giving it use and as a result that's very much a part of this manifestation journey and again like i said so within eventually so without and it's just only a matter of time it's not a matter of you know, if or that clingy piece, like give me a time, give me a day, give me a platform, give me how, like, oh, I want to do this. I want to meet him this way. But no, it's just a matter of when. And as the internal pieces start to come together in this like mosaic of soul, it starts to reflect back in your outer world and that's pretty fucking cool
I love you. Peace.